Today we're gonna to talk about unapproachability in the workplace and kind of even in life in general and some feedback that I've personally gotten as well as some research around just black women's expressions, black women's expression with certain mental health conditions, particularly mood disorders and our overall relationship um, as a society in America around proper behavior, approachability, and the particular body language and verbal language that is associated with being an approachable person. Um, so I recently quit a job because of some negative well it was a couple of different reasons i will say but the prompting of me quitting the job came after some negative feedback um during a performance review and what is most important about today's episode is that i was described as unapproachable and i was really caught off guard because it was a remote job. We had only ever been in person two times. And in my mind, in my reality, not even just my mind, like just how I was going about my day, the few days they saw me in person, I was just living. I had a good day. I bought myself flowers. It was nice. It was summertime. I walked to work. Like in my world, everything was all good. Um, there had been a couple of meetings where maybe I had a lot to say, maybe I really didn't have much to say. I was really kind of learning how to navigate the space because every job is different, every work culture is different, and I really just wasn't quite sure how to navigate the space. So I was just like, okay, I was just doing me to the best of the abilities that I like knew how to do myself. And I definitely would describe myself in that environment as just chilling. And so I was very, very shocked. Um, what really though prompted me to quit was just that there was some inconsistencies and like, again, my reality and what they were expressing. And I just really didn't like it. And it wasn't kind of like a growth opportunity inconsistency. It was like, hmm, I don't really trust you all inconsistency. And I just knew that I didn't have the maturity to like continue to be in that space. And then also for my own mental health, I didn't want to be in that space. I definitely feel like I could have powered through, but I didn't want to power through. The relationships were basically tarnished after that performance review. However, though, I did book me an immediate session with my trauma therapist and totally decided, hey, I need to talk about this because as much as I am bothered by that particular company, this is feedback that I've gotten several times this year. So I was willing to own that. I was willing to be aware and accepting of like, okay, I've been in several different spaces and I've been fired this year. Uh, internship ended not on the best terms and I quit a job all because of the common theme of I don't seem friendly enough. I am not approachable enough. 
And I'm just like, what am I doing? I was really just crying to my therapist. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. That's just so, so terrible. So, um, so yeah, I talked to my therapist about it. She uh, has described me over the year that we've been working together. Um, in the beginning, it's like a porcupine and I'm all prickly on the outside, trauma, blah, blah, blah. And um, while she can see my growth, everyone doesn't know me, so they don't know that I'm growing. She sees that I'm getting better at it, but they can pick up on these things, especially with me being a therapist and being in an environment with other therapists. I will say, so far, I feel like I am not in the right career field because therapists have been some of the worst employers I've ever worked for. And I would say that across the board, uh, when it comes to my experiences with therapists, um, the way that they run their businesses is not rooted in internal uh, culture and like an, an importance placed on internal culture and ensuring that they're good employers. I've had the worst experience. I've had the worst experience working for therapists. So it has really left me questioning whether or not the field is for me. But in that very long expression, I really want to focus on what I have learned, what I've taken away, and what I have adjusted about myself and what I've accepted about myself to grow as a professional, as a person, and also um, to rest as a professional and as a person. This is a little bit of a balancing act between the two. I, after talking to my therapist, after sitting in reflection and introspection, kind of um, after, you know, sleeping on it, moving on, getting a new job, etc., really putting forth the effort in my new professional space to say, hey, I am growing as a professional. That was one step that I took in my new job saying, I need grace and I need professional development and I need a professional space that will allow for me to grow. Um, really pointing out that I don't accept tone policing. I am also neurodiverse, but beyond being neurodiverse, I am, I am hum I'm humanly complex. And so I'm going to show you the range of my human expression and i need for there to be space for that i need to not be in a space where i am expected to perform behavior that is socially acceptable or appeasing to particular people in the environment and so that was that was a part of the adjustment is advocating for myself and advocating for the environment where I know I am best able to thrive. Also, 
saying, hey, you know, Nadia, you know, internally to myself, okay, you know, when you're dealing with people, let's, let's try to just be chill. You know, maybe you can put on a smile a little bit. Um, I have not really succeeded at doing that much because I, I really, I really hate, you know, smiling and expressing myself in ways that are not authentic to how I actually feel. And uh, I would still say that that is a work in progress. I continue to just speak I'm really big on words and really big on saying, hey, this is where I am. This is what I think is going on. I also have become really aware of the behaviors that I've learned growing up, uh, learning understanding that the culture of my households, the culture as a black person really doesn't translate to most professional spaces, especially because professionalism is rooted in whiteness, right? So um, the culture of whiteness is obviously not, you know, synonymous and, and comparable to the culture of blackness. And so I also understand going into professional spaces that the tone of professionalism, whether they're predominantly black professional spaces or predominantly white professional spaces or a, a good mixture of races and ethnicities in America, we, we have kind of preset the tone of what professionalism looks like. And that is very much so white centered, white behavior centered. And so even in my awareness of that, I go into spaces saying, hey, I can adjust when it comes to uh, consideration, empathy, uh, patience, flexibility, agility. You know, I can definitely grow and adjust in those ways. But if it's a matter of you don't like that I don't laugh at your jokes or you don't like that I'm not smiling because I'm listening to you because I'm a good active listener and I'm actually processing what you're saying. And when it comes down to those uh, very specific, minute logistics, I'm going to have to say I'm not changing. So that is just kind of where I am, right, on this entire spectrum. And so I encourage other young professionals, especially Black women, especially those with mood disorders, especially those who might not have a diagnosed mood disorder, but you understand that how you feel very much so is attached to your body language, is very much so attached to how you process, and you know that sometimes you will not present as this bubbly, a toxically positive person, then I, I encourage individuals like that to walk into spaces knowing what you need, knowing how you show up, and also choosing professional spaces that allow for you to grow and show up diversely. They allow for you to grow, but also accept you for who you are. And that definitely comes with a personal level of acceptance that comes with a personal level of understanding of yourself to know what you need for others to accept. That is what this whole entire process has taught me, right? Um, I really didn't know that I needed it. I really didn't know what my problem was with people interpersonally. And as I am more logically and practically learning what approachability even means, because also I had no idea what approachability meant like you know i i did not grow up being taught approachability but that's a totally different story i definitely think that this 
this subject is going to be multi-part because I can dissect approachability from so many different standpoints. Um, growing up in poverty is also in an urban city is also a part of the culture of how we communicate with one another that is rooted in unapproachability. Like you don't just walk up to anybody where I'm from. So I didn't need to, and I didn't learn to socialize in that way. So kind of understanding yourself and understanding where you come from, understanding the new environments that you're in and understanding that you're going to be your biggest advocate. You have to be your biggest advocate. You have to sit in self-awareness and introspection so that you can become certain about what you're going to change and what you're not going to change. And that allows for you to best advocate for yourself. So I'm going to come back and talk about approachability some more. This was definitely just a quick little rant, a quick, um, this is my experience. These are the takeaways that I have from that experience. This is a, a solution to how you can go into spaces. I really hope that everyone enjoys these quick 13, 15 minute podcast, first episode. Um, it is only going to get better from here. I am so happy to introduce you all to myself and my storytelling. And um, again, my name is Nadia Edwards, licensed social worker and therapist in the state of Maryland. I am the millennial therapist with a therapist because I advocate for the mental wellness of Black women and other women of color. I definitely uh, most strongly connect and relate to Black professionals. And so a lot of my commentary and thoughts are rooted in the personal, professional, cultural experience. I really am excited to continue to bring you more. I'm happy to also have guests eventually. And I'm just really hoping that everyone is patient and you grow with me, you grow with my production, you grow with uh, the expressions, the organization. I'm really in a space of, I'm just trying to get it out here, all right? Right now, we are just getting it out here raw. And as I grow as an individual and as I grow as a creator, the content will grow, the quality will grow. So hang in there. Again, thank you for joining what is currently titled, um, I don't even remember my current title of the podcast, but it is changing to the Ivy Podcast, Introspective Vibes. So stay tuned for more episodes and you all be well. I love you.